today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, I'm glad you've joined us. The stay-at-home order has stripped our society and economy down to just the essentials, those workers and businesses that are deemed necessary to sustain our lives. One thing we all need through this crisis is, of course, electricity. Utilities in Michigan have suspended shutoffs for low-income customers and seniors, DTE Energy says it's taking other unprecedented steps to make sure the energy supply is uninterrupted through this pandemic and to protect its own workers at the same time. Joining us now is Jerry Norcia, who is the DTE Energy President and CEO. Jerry, welcome to Detroit Today. Good morning, Stephen, and uh, thank you for the opportunity Absolutely. to speak with you this morning. Yeah. So when you say you're implementing unprecedented steps to keep energy flowing through all of this, what do you mean? Well, Stephen, uh, you know, in, in this unprecedented time, uh, our primary goals are to ensure the safety of our employees, our customers, and, and also uh, deliver safe and reliable service. And uh, the steps we've taken is that we've suspended all non-essential work. Uh, we have over 6,000 employees uh, right now working from home uh, quite well with all the available technology to continue their work to support the front line. Uh, we also have over 600 call center agents uh, working from home at this point in time. Uh, we created an operating reserve of key personnel uh, that we're uh, keeping in hotels and also at home to ensure um, safe, reliable service in the event of high absenteeism. And I also want to give a big shout out to the thousands of employees that we have uh, who still have to leave their homes every day to serve our customers in order to maintain essential services, uh, to keep the lights on, the gas flowing, the furnaces, hot water tanks and stoves. Uh, but I can tell you, uh, Stephen, we're equipping all those employees uh, with uh, masks and other protective equipment in order to protect them and also protect our customers as they enter customers' homes to do emergency work. And actually, I'm going to go and visit some of our uh, field employees in the gas business this afternoon uh, to uh, see how they're doing. Hmm. Um, talk about the decision to stop shutoffs for low-income customers and seniors. Well, you know, I think our history here, uh, Stephen, is that uh, we've always had a, a very special place in our hearts at DTE for low-income customers and seniors. And in this very, very difficult time, uh, we wanted to make sure uh, that uh, we can connect our seniors and our low-income customers with the appropriate resources from an energy perspective. So we suspended all shutoffs uh, through the end of the month. And uh, that gives us the opportunity to work with government, which I'm doing personally, to streamline energy assistance uh, to all of these customers so that we can maintain uh, maintain our services uh, throughout this period. And that's something that we always do, but uh, the need, as you can imagine, Stephen, uh, is, uh, is just growing. And so we need to do uh, real unprecedented things to, to serve these customers and bring energy assistance uh, to them. So, so one of the things that I think is kind of ubiquitous right now is the sense that the pandemic is telling us that some of the things that we were doing during normal times don't make as much sense as perhaps we thought they did. Uh, I'm thinking of water shutoffs as one example that we all said for a long time, it doesn't make sense to have people who don't have water because that it leads to public health problems. And if you had a public health problem and people didn't have water, uh, it would be worse. I think of power in much the same way. It's, it's an essential. And, and if you don't have it, uh, it's hard to, to, to maintain public health. So I wonder what if you can speak to uh, normal times, when we get back to normal times, 
Sure. Do we need to rethink the whole idea of shutting people off from power? Well, let me uh, say this, Stephen. Uh, you know, power and gas are essential services in order to support modern life, and that's the way we view it. And in normal times, uh, we go uh, to great ends to serve those who are most vulnerable and make sure that they do get the appropriate uh, energy assistance. Let me give you a, an example of something that we started about 10 or 12 years ago during the Great Recession uh, when you know our industry was crumbling around our feet and a lot of people were unemployed and a lot of people needed assistance. You know, We, d- we developed this uh, low-income self-sufficiency plan, which is... Uh, was interesting. We did that with uh, welfare rights, Maureen Taylor, who you may know, and, yep. and many local pastors. We came up with this program uh, where we pursued legislation in Lansing uh, to get it approved. And what it does is it basically allows customers that are low income or seniors to pay what they can afford. So whether it's $50 a month, $75 a month, or $100 a month. And uh, what it does is it provides energy assistance to buy down that bill to that level. So it makes it affordable. And what it did is it brought dignity to the process, Stephen. What we had before this is that you needed to receive a shut-off notice or be disconnected from DT service before you could get this assistance, and you'd have to line up at government offices to, to get that assistance. And now, when we enroll these customers through our agencies and ourselves, uh, we're able to have everybody pay a little bit into the system, and that spreads those dollars further. It also brings dignity to the process with those customers. And I... Uh, Again, I want to give a great thanks to Maureen Taylor at Welfare Rights and as well as many local pastors who helped DTE uh, develop this program and get that legislation passed in Lansing. Right. And uh, that's a program that we need to continue to support. And uh, at any given time, we got anywhere from you know, 20,000 to 40,000 customers on, on those programs. And uh, I would tell you that it took a lot of desperation out of the community then. And it will take a lot of desperation out of the community now. Right. But, but I, I think what I'm asking is whether even given programs like that, efforts like that, whether something like this pandemic suggests we need to, again, rethink the model, rethink the, the whole idea of how we make sure people don't lose power. And it's not a question about whether uh, DTE has done things in the past. I know you have. I think the question is, what do we learn from this that makes us maybe approach the whole thing differently? You know, Stephen, what we learned then and what we learned now is that in these times of crisis, you've got to expand those programs. And uh, what you have to do is make sure that the limited resources from government and from utilities uh, get in the hands of the people who need it the most. So one of the things I think about is uh, those who can pay must pay. Uh, because what they do is they provide the resources um, into the hands of those who are most vulnerable, and, and those being our low-income customers and seniors. So I, I don't really view it as a rethink mm-hmm. as much as I view it as when times like this happen, we all need to pull together and make sure that the resources are available for governments and utilities to do what they need to do uh, to expand those programs uh, to uh, protect the most vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So, so I want to change the subject just a little and talk about workers uh, at DTE and other potential crisis response. You know, I've been worried since this started about the prospect of, you know, spring thunderstorms, the kind of storms that we've seen in recent years that really do damage to uh, our power infrastructure. If something like that happened during this pandemic, 
how prepared would DTE be to, to, to give the kind of response that we're used to, to, to expecting? I mean, would that just be adding insult to injury with, uh, with coronavirus? Well, Stephen, I can tell you that I personally review those plans every week with uh, all of my senior operating leaders, and uh, we are looking at many different storm scenarios, for example, that could create, uh, you know, large uh, impact in terms of outages. And uh, what we have available to us is we're keeping all our uh, overhead linemen and underground um, uh, personnel healthy. Uh, We're keeping as many of them at home as possible other than providing essential service. We also have a very large contingent of contract workers and uh, tree trimmers uh, that uh, can be deployed quite readily. Uh, We actually had a small storm, uh, not this past weekend, but the weekend before. We had about 30 to 40,000 customers out. And uh, I got to tell you, our team stepped up big time uh, in the field and restored that, uh, you know, restored our customers in record time. They, they are, they understand how sensitive it is right now with people at home Um, to not have power is Mm -hmm. a big, big deal. And uh, I got to tell you, I, uh, just loved the response from our people and our contractors in that small storm. Hmm. Uh, and and your workers, uh, how are they responding to all of this? I've been asking everybody how they're doing. Give us an idea of the the family there of workers at DTE and how this is all affecting them. Sure. Well, I uh, first of all, I'll start with what you said. We do treat our workers like family, like our own family. And uh, one of our first acts, uh, we were one of the first in the industry uh, to put our workers in a safe place, as many as possible. And we also understood that some of our workers have to leave their homes to go do essential work. So we wanted to protect them as well with masks and other PPE. But uh, I got to tell you, the spirit uh, DT right now from our employee workforce is very high. Uh, they understand how important they are uh, to Michigan and to our customers. And uh, they're committed. Uh, committed to that uh, that, that uh, mission and that purpose of uh, delivering energy safely and reliably. So the spirits are very high, and our hearts are in the job. Okay, Jerry Narcia, CEO and president of DTE Energy. It was really great to have you here with us for this conversation. Thank you, Stephen. Appreciate the conversation. Have a great day and stay healthy. Yeah, you too. All right, that's going to do it for us today. I will be back tomorrow, but before that, I am actually going to be a guest on On Point, which is the show that airs here at 10 a.m. each day on WDET. We're going to talk about a number of different cities and the way that folks in places like Detroit are experiencing the coronavirus pandemic the things that are going on here, and the things that you have been telling us as part of Detroit Today. So you're going to want to stay tuned to WDET for that. Also, tomorrow we are going to talk about caring for senior citizens and the other vulnerable folks in our society during coronavirus. That looks really different than it does for other people. And uh, Des Cooper, who is a wonderful author and journalist, Uh, who has joined us before to talk about elder care and things like that is going to join us to talk about how she is weathering this crisis and how other folks who are caring for the elderly are weathering this crisis. And of course, we're going to want to hear from you. Are you taking care of somebody all the time that now all of a sudden looks really different because of the pandemic and the restrictions and just the stress of all of the things that are going on around us? So that is tomorrow on the program. 
This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's NPR station. Your connection to news, music, and conversation. We'll talk again tomorrow.